me. Episode 329. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Doggies, what is up, everybody? Hello, welcome. Another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. If you would like to take part in the program, one of the ways you can do it is via a little thing we like to call Twitter, Trent. Why don't yeah, you tell the friend, kids how they could do that? Good friend of the uh, the program, uh, per he was catching up on our last episode, uh, used the hashtag NetHeads and asks, or, or just, you know, pontificates, am I the only one or does everyone's NetHeads sound travel better, excuse me, tr- travel back and forth across their headphones? It goes from right to center to left to center to left. Uh, actually, I believe what you're describing, Trent, is the cha-cha slide. (laughs) Uh, no, uh, we are a mono podcast, so I would, uh, strongly recommend that you, um, reevaluate your headphones. That would be my recommendation. But, hashtag NetHeads if you want to take part uh, with us on Twitter. Yes, we talked about a Patreon, or not a Patreon, we did talk about a Patreon, by the way. Uh, and- if you are a member of the NetHeads Patreon, uh, just go to NetHeadsOnAir.com. It should provide you with a link to uh, to get there. Um, you can uh, go ahead and enjoy the uh, wonderful unboxing video I did uh, for the latest and greatest that you can get from that given Smith Club, uh, if you're one of the members. And uh, I got a little gift from uh, one of our uh, sponsors uh, for Fat Man Beyond. And uh, let's just say it's one of the funnest unboxings I've ever had. So, um, not that I've done a lot of unboxings. I guess that's a bit of a misrepresentation. Um, But, yo. Anyway. uh, Right. That's that's the thing. Like, um, unboxings, I think the value for the unboxer is very much higher in the unboxing if it costs them less. The, 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 the less it costs you, the more enjoyment you get out of taking it out of the box. Oh, yeah. I get super psyched about something that's free. But, you know, yeah. like like taking a new... If I were unboxing a new iPhone, it would be like, oh, here it is, knowing I'm married to payments for the next three years just to be... Yeah. Uh, exactly. Although, admittedly, uh, in, in the Apple upgrade strategy, um, I do have to give them credit because uh, you do actually uh, basically get an interest-free loan for the full price of the phone when you buy them. So you, you get a three-year interest-free loan. That's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah, when you, when you think about it, because you end up paying the full value of the iPhone. Um, of just the phone, not like paying for it four times. Yeah, exactly. So in that case, it's beneficial. And now that uh, it gets even more insidious, though, Trent, because now that Apple has their own uh, credit card backed by uh, Chase or J.P. Morgan or whoever, um, they make it so they'll give you even more enticements. Like uh, now you can you can buy it from us and we'll give you same as cash for a year uh, to pay it off. So and and here's your low rate to do it. It's so uh, they're really they've really got it dialed in. I hate to admit it because, um, oddly enough, uh, I'm not the biggest Apple fanboy anymore per se. Um, yeah. but, uh, Apple does have it dialed in and they definitely do know their audience for sure. Uh, still got to do something about your hardware costs though, guys, because oh, geez. like literally, um, well, I, first of all, if you want to get into a desktop solution for a Mac, 
you know, like me, I've got independent monitors and everything else. So I'm not going to be buying the, the desktop based Macs and their towers, in my opinion, are way too expensive. So here, the, the Macs that I have in the studio are, are laptop based, which from an audio perspective, not so thrilling because, uh, with the laptop, they've gone the multi-port audio jack. So it basically, they, uh, you know, it's got the three rings and they're hoping they're intending for you to use your uh, Apple headphones. So if I'm yep. trying to get audio in and out, I have to use an external device. Like right now I've got, uh, the extra lap, one of the extra laptops wired in with a sound blaster external card. Uh, well, it's more like a, a full blown port cause it could work surround sound, but it, it's, you know, it's it has to be external and and most of the time if i'm getting audio from that computer as well there's also an electronic whine coming from it because it's an external device so damned if you yeah. do any frequencies yep yep damned if you don't and i've already got buzzing in my ears i don't need extras but anyway uh you know, just i wanted to quickly call back to i think it was either last episode or the episode prior we were talking about um, people just getting into like recording stuff and we were both lamenting the problems of people not understanding um, a input level versus gain. Yes. Uh, I walked into at work. I walked into the studio today to record uh, a, a session that I had scheduled and whoever was in there before me had the level down fairly low and the gain turned to maximum well look man i uh was look, furious i understand i appreciate your anger but you know i'm looking at a mixer in front of me right now and admittedly if i didn't know what i was doing there's a lot of knobs so you would like just start turning things to get a reaction i understand well, yeah, and to be fair, sure. Like if if you're looking for, oh, if I adjust this a little bit, it it gets way louder, right? So so I want to keep the levels down low so that I'm not clipping, and then I can turn the gain all the way up, and then I don't have to monitor anything, and, and it'll just be good. Mm -hmm. Ugh, Ugh. I, I I saw what they were thinking, and it was wrong. Well, realistically speaking, one of the frustrating things that I have is always getting a decent level across the board. However. Uh, like in this setup, when we're going out live as a video product, I'm utilizing uh, OBS, Open Broadcast Software. And when I do that, I actually do some volume adjustment just on the stream uh, going out. So I l adjust the levels there. What we record in is a lower level. So that way I know I'm not going to distort and I'm, I'm protected. And, yep. Yep. and things are going to sound hopefully good. Although I do admit... I really miss the headset microphone with you because I can tell your your studio is tuned for that headphone and not and or the that setup and not this mic. Totally is. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It totally is. Also, uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, I'm gonna ask Trent a non-relevant question. Uh, but you know, I encourage you, you can go to our YouTube channel to also check out the video. You can also go to the Patreon page. I always post them there, and they're made public there. So that's like one of the freebies because it's already free on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. But I do have to inquire, Trent. What is the? Uh, I see a, a a Sentinel box behind you. Oh, yeah. So so uh, good question, Will. I uh, man. From from like 2011 to 2017, we were in a golden age of three and three quarter inch action figures. I mean, there were at the time there were even some new GI Joes being put out, and Marvel was was cranking out you know uh, two series every single year, and uh, now Marvel's doing a great job with these highly articulated. Uh, six inch figures but they're six inch figures man they're you, you're gonna fill up too many shelves you know if you're gonna collect them all so i collect the uh limited limited now because they don't make them anymore three point uh three and three quarter inch figures the sentinel right there they so they they did two large figures that were two scale as compared to their uh three and three quarter figures the very first one they did was a galactus which I didn't, I still haven't got. I can only imagine what they're going for now. 
And the Sentinels, I picked that up, I think, in 2010. And it was in the, like, the, it was after Christmas in the, the bargain side of toys at Walmart. Gotcha. And I four of them. And I sold three of them, and then this that one's that one's the one I keep. And for those of you wondering, Trent's not talking about buying things and going black market with them. Uh, true netheads know that. Well, actually, you may be, uh, but but Trent at one time was a proprietor of his own comic book store, Death Ray Comics, yeah, my yeah. favorite comic book store in U- in uh, Logan, Utah. Yeah, well, oh, thank you. Well, that's that's very generous. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think it's it's it, it was accurate at the time. It's also the only one I had been in Logan, Utah. Not that I'm attempting to diminish the accomplishment. No, it's it's it was the only one in Logan. <laughs> has has there been has there been anything other than a rack at Walmart to fill that uh, void? Um, there there is another comic shop uh, here in Logan uh, that is a like a satellite store from a store in Ogden. Um, but that's that's it. So that so there's a lot of like you know they use it mostly for storage I think, and it's primarily a gaming store. So there's a couple of gaming stores though. So that's you know if you're into rolling the die as it is. Yes, in in life, however, usually when I'm looking for a, a twelve or greater, I'm unfortunately only rolling the one sided die. So oh, not even a coin flip. No, just one-sided. Um, hey, Trent, by the way, something that uh, I don't know if we have mentioned on, on the show before, but James Smith uh, is pointing out a very good thing. Uh, a very He's making a very good point is what I'm trying to articulate, and that is that, uh, Will, you're looking amazing. Thanks. Clean your screen. And then uh, Trent looking good, too. And I, I have to admit, you know, we, we just see one angle of you usually when we're doing the, the video product of the show. But I have noticed that there is, uh, I, I, this is the, and I say this with all due respect, this is the oh, least yeah. of you I feel like I've ever seen. This, this is, uh, this is, I am the, the earth has the, has its least amount of gravitational pull on me currently right now since you've met me, Will. Well, hot damn. And if that's what you were looking for, congratulations. If there's a serious issue, just don't tell me. I don't want to know. Yeah, no, no, it, I I don't need to tell you you know, about the uh, the the water situation here in Logan. I'm kidding. The water's fine. It's a joke. I hope. Um. So anyway, Trent, uh, you know, we all had high hopes uh, with 2021, and the world maybe getting back to some normalcy. Uh, yeah. You know, we're we were hopeful. We thought, hey. Why not? But then, uh, you know, now they're impeaching a, uh, impeaching a president, or actually they're uh, going through the conviction process. He's been impeached um, yes. of a president that's no longer in office. That's weird. But then there are some things that, that happen in the world, and these are the things everyone's talking about. By the way, uh, I forgot to mention Trent. Uh, happy National Pizza Day. <gasps> is today Pizza Day? I'm afraid it is, sir. Little, little. Dang it. You missed it. Two years ago, uh, uh, I, I threw a big party for National Pizza Day. Nice. Well, that's yeah, a plan. Th- I, I think I'm. I think I was pretty close to fired last Pizza Day, so I didn't celebrate it. But I would have this year had I known. Yeah. Well, I bet. I mean, you couldn't. Well, actually, you're in Logan, Utah. You could have had a big party if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's I, I could have gone to a restaurant and had a huge party. I was going to say, speaking of which, like, are all the regular venues open in Utah, like movie theaters and all that jazz? Yep. Yeah, they never shut down. Oh, so then never. so then you are one of, like, the few, the few places where, like, Tenant had, had actually probably played in the U.S., Yes, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think so. So there's there's one chain of of like really nice theaters and it I think it did close down um, for like a weekend when when that first initial thing did. But after that, yeah, it probably did play somewhere. Nice. Well, I mean, not nice. We're in a pandemic, but I I mean, it, 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 it life still goes on. You know, my daughter and I had an optometry appointment. Uh, near the end of, of January, I'm actually. I, you may not tell. I'm wearing new glasses, yeah, which I specs. which I thought fit uh, a lot nicer and felt a lot more comfortable and were lighter. 
But naturally, being the nerd that I am, I had to pull out the scale. They're 32 grams. Previous glasses were 30 grams. Huh. But my wife pointed out that the uh, the arms are have a lot less to them. Um, and these uh, just, they do, they feel better. There's nothing like new glasses day, right? Oh. That's my, my, uh, my optometrist, um, retired and, uh, he, he was at like, you know, a, a chain store place, which was fine with me, but they, they said they'd call me when they found a replacement. It's been like five months. I don't think they have, by yeah. the way, I don't fault any doctor in a, in a, in a large chain. And I got to tell you, one of the funnest days I had was wandering around a Walmart and sunglasses dilated. That was an experience. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I, I go to a Target and that's and when I get my eyes dilated, yeah, it's like, shit, what do I do in here now? I can't I can't drive. I, the, the lights are beyond bright in here. Yeah, it's always fun. I uh, thankfully I haven't had to go through that lately, but I know it'll happen. And and you do. You have to like write off a, a whole part of the day. Anyway, the world's still nuts, Trent, and it's not getting any better. And I figure to make us more attractive uh, to the interwebernet thingies, um, it would be good to talk about some of the hot topics that everyone is talking about and, you know, give our unique perspective. Not to mention, I just got to say something because I can't believe how, pardon my language, everyone, fuck all stupid this is. Um, <laughs> and and unfortunately... Okay. Unfortunately, it comes from my favorite new social media home, which is TikTok. Uh, but there yes. was a woman who uh, ran out of her hair care product. The name of the product had glue in the name. It was a hairspray. So she ran out of that and went with another product in a very similar bottle that also had glue in the name and turned wow. her head literally into a helmet because she decided to use gorilla glue spray adhesive to hold her hair in place and now I, go ahead i love gorilla glue i use it a lot i seriously gorilla glue is my it's my go-to as a matter of fact i recently had to get double-sided tape in order to like rehang one of our alarm sensors because again world crazy and and sure enough you know the gorilla glue was both affordable and the most amazing of the bunch so i went yeah. with that product if you're looking to you know fix hardware fix anything apparently also if you want to affix your hair to your head permanently yeah, yeah it's it's not good for doing your hair though no so she uh this this particular per and you can google it i'm not gonna link to it or but but uh they're calling her gorilla glue girl and oh. the reason oh. why is because she went on tiktok to to demonstrate tell it warning people now, first of all, I want you to grasp this concept, and it, it went viral naturally, but she felt it was necessary to go on and and warn people not to use Gorilla Glue spray adhesive as hairspray. So first of all, what the hell, lady? You know, I mean, I, okay, granted, weed is legal in a lot of places now. <laughs> Uh, right, right, right. So maybe the decisions we're making aren't so good, but damn. Now, and and if you have not heard this story, welcome to, to the Thunderdome, everybody. But also, um, so she has since, she tried, she called Gorilla Glue, and they recommended using rubbing alcohol to get it out of her hair. And then she went to the emergency room, and they attempted acetone. Nothing has gotten this Gorilla Glue spray adhesive off its, off its hair, which, by the way, I'm amazed that they have not given her a sponsorship yet because I am sure that anybody that is going to be looking to stick anything to anything now is going to get Gorilla Glue spray adhesive. Well, I, I can only imagine that their their uh, legal team is like, <laughs> was it was very war like specific in how they were to respond to anything from her. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Now, she did start a GoFundMe to pay for her medical bills and go into the emergency room to try and get uh, her hair unstuck from her own head. And Michelle uh, asking in the chat who in their right mind would use Gorilla Glue in their hair in the first place. Again, legal weed? Okay, so here, but it's so it's interesting because when I read about this, um, back in, in the late 90s, and, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, a budding young uh man who was really heavy into the 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 musical punk scene and uh they but it wasn't it wasn't i mean 
Gorilla Glue is what I always buy is their super glue, right? Like that, right. I, that's kind of what they're known for. And uh, hardcore punks who did their hair like straight up and down would use Elmer's wood glue. Oh, but that's uh, again, that's water soluble. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And it was a very specific one that they would use and, and it, they would put it in for like, you know, it'd be in there for like a week or whatever. Uh, and, and they're not bathing to begin with. So what does it matter? But so, so when, when I first saw, oh, she put glue in her hair, you know, yeah, oh, she put gorilla glue. Oh shit. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a whole other ball game. Now, mind you, my, the last time my wife checked the, the GoFundMe, it had like 16,000 in donations. So, <laughs> but now hey. she, now she has, a, she also now has an attorney and she yes. is suing, and the reason the this the the scapegoat the the thing they are using in order to pull this off is that the warning label advises yep. not to spray it on yep. on your skin in your eyes, and they don't expressly say hair. Yep. And and God damn it, I think she's Darwin for sure, right? Like, yeah, but I'm terrified she actually stands a chance on this one. Yeah, I mean, guys, on the, I guess it's the same reason why every Superman costume warns you that you cannot fly while wearing it. OK, yeah. it's because and I guarantee you six months from now, you're not going to find a bottle of the spray adhesive without the advice not to spray it on your skin, in your eyes, ears, hair or any part of your body. Yep. That, that's Cubist, what will happen. Etera. Uh, James Smith asking Trent is a Danny Elfman fan. Uh, no. Okay, I am. Oingo Boingo is what I grew up on. Um, I, I mean, I do, I, I do appreciate the Oingo Boingo. Um, well, the band. How would you quantify, or how would you qualify their music? How would you call it? Because it, it feels, in yeah. some ways, like it's kind of a predecessor to ska. I would I would say that it. Uh, so if if you look it up in like discogs, I think it falls under new wave. Gotcha. Um, but I, it was a different type of new wave though. It's, it was to new wave as is, um, ah, shit, I forget their name now. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say they were a, they, they kind of fall into that same realm at that same time that like, um, they're like an electronic, uh, they might be giants. Ah, very good. I will, I, I accept that and I will take that. Yeah. And yeah. I will, I will, I will put it by that birdhouse in my soul, Trent. You get me. You I get me. I know, man. That's that's why it's been eleven years. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm wearing a, a hoodie because no matter what I do, <laughs> we're like brothers. Somewhat, actually, it's it's even worse because I'm still shilling for the company. I mean, it's, hey, company it, man. It's the it's the silent Bob, which you can't get. You can't get the silent Bob hoodie anymore, and it's a. It's a goddamn shame, but I'm glad I got it when I did. I actually got this to be part of my costume from going to uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot set. And at the time I got it, I got it when it was on sale. I only spent 30 bucks on this thing. And it is it is one of my favorite hoodies. Although I will admit, I don't know if it's appropriate to say this, but the zipper is, is backwards, which makes me wonder, am I wearing a lady coat? Because traditionally in right, tailoring... Yeah. Or seamstressing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and which this one is, but it's very comfortable. The only thing I did is I swapped out the standard uh, drawstring that they had. It was a wider, and I just wanted a more subtle draw. I wasn't into it. Now I regret it, and I need it's somewhere around here. I got to find it and put it back in. Are Are you like me? Do you have to tie uh, the the ends so you don't lose them in the dryer? Oh yeah. Any good hoodie okay. has to have some type of, I didn't even know we were going to get into hoodie mechanics, but every good hoodie has to have that because the last thing you want is to have to try and find a uh, a safety, a small enough safety pin to be able to clip on there. And then you're sitting there just kind of working it through, working oh, it through. The worst, yeah. Right? It drives you, drive you insane, man. It's almost as worse, as bad as when you're dealing with the drawstring where the uh, it's actually mounted on either side and it snaps. And then you're like, oh, damn it. Yep. But anyway, Gorilla Glue Girl, what the hey? I, I just, I, I can't believe this is the world we live in that somebody, but you know, that's the reason why they put legal disclaimers on, on, um, on products. Everything. Yeah. 
Now, uh, the other thing that everybody is talking about today, and I am amazed at how fast this one went wild, because I think it was just within a number of hours that my sister-in-law had sent this to the family group chat on Facebook. By the way, one of the only reasons why I use Facebook. Um, yeah. And it's the fact that it, there was a Texas attorney uh, doing a, a Zoom legal trial, and he yeah. was using his assistant's computer, who apparently... Their kid had used it prior, so he went to zoom into the meeting, and in the picture, he or in the video, he had the uh, the cat filter, and it was. I think the best way to put it is it's the it's the healing salve that we need right now. Yeah, it's uh, it, it reminds me of the uh, the dad on uh, was it CNN or B- BBC the BBC dad yes yeah. Like, like it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, this is fun. This is, this is, this is, this is what we need. Little did we know that he, it was a, uh, uh, he was trying to get a rapist off, uh, on, on a technicality. So that kind of changes. Trent, why, why do you, why do you have to sully it? I, I, I was just about, I was, I was just about to say it's like cornbread, you know, ain't nothing (laughs) wrong with that. But but it'd be interesting, right? We all we all fall in love with this this sweet old grandpa or whatever, and we who, who's an attorney, and come to find out, he is just a horrible person. You know, <laughs> yeah, because because really, we've really just kind of stretched out this story for about as long as we talk about it. But you bring up a very good point because it seems like almost every time we encounter one of these people that gives us these feel good internet moments. Michelle pointing out Trent taking it to a dark place real quick. Welcome to Nutheads. Um, that kind of happens more often than not. It's like we we enjoy these things about them, and then it just suddenly it takes this unexpected dark turn where it's like, yeah, apparently the guy was kicking puppies for hours on end before this. You know? Yeah, I we don't, we don't need to get into it uh, this episode, but um, the. If, if you remember the Weber Cooks guy from like 2010, 2011, uh, he has a very, very dark past. Uh, if you ever look, want to look into that internet meme history, but yeah, it, it just, I mean, and is that, is that because everyone has a dark past and everything is accessible now? Or is that just what we remember? We remember the dark stuff. We don't remember that. Oh yeah. I remember that. And they lived a happy, uh, good life the rest of their life. Right. I guess that's a little harder to, to remember. Uh, well, uh, ZB in the chat, or Zach B in the chat, whichever way you want to take it. Uh, re- he says, "Remember Ken Bone, red sweater guy, creep." I don't, I don't remember that one. I have to admit. Oh my god! Uh, the the New Yorker did an amazing short about him. Uh, it's it's maybe fifteen minutes long, just about what his life is like and and everything. Yeah, he so he he stood up and asked a question in the I think it was the six, not sixteen. Uh, Romney and Obama debate. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm. I think I'm with you now. I think I'm remembering. Yeah, uh, and, and he just had this red sweater on anyway, and 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 the internet fell in love with him, being like, "Oh, this guy is so nice. He's he's blah blah blah." Uh, New Yorker magazine, check it out. They did an amazing, an amazing short on this guy and what his life is like now and what he does and the crippling stage fright that he has. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really good. They man, they knocked it out of the park. Great, great job. But yeah, yes, I do remember Ken Bone because of that short I watched like two weeks ago. See, I was a little thrown there for a moment because, uh, as I mentioned, uh, my one of my favorite uh, go to social media uh, applications is 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 un- is and you know I I get some flack for this, but it's it it is the talk of ticks, and uh, one of the things that I've been gravitating on because I'm not looking at the kids that are dancing. I'm not looking at a lot of the, the, um, lipstick stuff. But, uh, one of the things that I did fall in love with, I'm trying to find him real quick is I think his name is, is either Mark or Mike DePaulo. Let me, uh, just type in D the Oh, suddenly I fell into a song. I'm sorry. Uh, let me see. Let me try. Am I? You are following the hashtag uh, NetHeads. I'm tweeting out the the link to that short if you want to watch it. Hmm. The Kenbo. 
I know I'm following him, but he's not coming up. But I think his name is Mike DiPaolo or Mark DiPaolo. And and uh, he is an independent journalist. And he just does these very brief, quick um, news updates. Uh, like, for example, he said, hello, uh, uh, good afternoon. It's or hello, it's Tuesday afternoon. And President Trump's uh, or, and the trial of President Trump has started or is being debated, and uh, Trump's own lawyers have said he should be arrest arrested because uh, he is not a sitting president, so the Senate has no uh, rights. And then another, another uh, point, and he's like, and this is not a joke, they really said that. So his delivery is great, but he's always wearing this like red sweater, he's got four of them, so that's where I thought oh. we were going. Yeah, yeah, okay. Interestingly enough, one of the pieces of footage that constantly would get replayed after the uh, January 6th insurrection was one of the sites of the uh, of the police just opening up some of the barriers and waving people through. And one of those videos was his. So as an independent journalist, that oh. must have been a, a terrifying, but also eventually probably a very big moment for him. Well, um... In that same vein, uh, the Daily Show's Jordan Klepper was on scene um, and doing his, you know, I'm going to ask people questions. Oh, his his, his his Trump questions. To, or yeah, his does, right? Yeah. And and he eventually just was like, okay, shit's way too real. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm not surprised. And as a matter of fact, I not I'm not I'm not I don't want to get in, into the politics of anything, but like one of the most uh, damning things that probably was in the pretrial today was, I think almost a 15 minute video that was just a, a culmination of footage that was presented by the prosecution, for lack of a better term, and uh, it really I mean it it is very damning, especially when you hear a lot of people saying that they're there because. Uh, Trump told them to be they're there to support Trump right. but it doesn't it doesn't bode well okay and and you know the whole my whole point in bringing it up is just this is a very ugly look for America but it's also an ugly truth that America has to face uh, and we need to do something about it but again we're in a country where gorilla glue girl happens so you know well and uh since since it is a uh not a court of law so to speak, the, the 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 main push behind it, I guess, is from what I'm hearing from from legal experts or uh, political experts, is that the, uh, the only sanction they could really get out of it would be stopping uh, the former president from holding office in any capacity ever again. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, uh, you know, look, I got to if you supported Trump, that's fine. Um, I, I did not view him as a very good president. I think that. There is a lot of evidence now with the new administration coming in where you can see normalcy has been reestablished. Or some people may think it's just a bit more milk toast now. But what, I, what I'm saying is that uh, this was one of the most dangerous times in our country. And I think even beyond what uh, the motivations may be on the surface, I think the most important part here is drawing a line and making sure that in the future we don't get uh, close again to an autocracy, which yes. we are, you know, I read a lot of stuff and independent uh, of our own country, there are people that were saying that we were dangerously close to that and that only, I think, 30% of countries that are at this tipping point successfully get through it. So. Yeah out yeah so to me it's, it's it's a very terrifying thing and you know i look i'm i've already said this and i'm i'm no biden supporter you know it'll be interesting to see what happens with the next administration but i was really hoping we would be getting more of a palate cleansing here um and and i don't think that's going to happen because i think a lot of what we're going to see isn't about trump at all right now it's more about uh, people facing the 2022 election cycle and uh, their hopes to retain office. Because, of course, it's all about power. Yep. It's all about money and power. Which, by the way, I think is a quote from the movie Predator 2. Um, I, uh, uh, is it? 
Oh, Predator 2 with the Jamaicans. Yes, you're right. It is. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not, I don't, I don't mess around, brother. I know. I was like, I'm I'm like, Danny Glover. Yes, I do remember. Yeah. Netheads, fellas, you've been getting dirty. I mean, you've been getting really dirty. Well, there's only one thing to do when you've been getting dirty, and that's to get clean. And how can you do that? The Duke Cannon Supply Company. Guys, I am not kidding. I didn't know anything about this company until Santa brought a big old lump of coal in my stocking. And that big old lump of coal just happened to be a big-ass brick of coal soap. And who makes it? Duke Cannon. This is the best soap that I have used in a long time. It feels good on your skin. It is, uh, there's no other way to describe it. It's a nice, creamy, lathery sensation over your whole body that's that just makes you feel like you're getting clean. And the scents they have are amazing. Like they got campfire, fresh cut pine, leaf and leather, midnight swim. They've even got limited edition bars of soap that are themed like, uh, like the World War II era big ass brick of soap victory or accomplishment productivity or naval diplomacy all these things are great right but if you're like well i'm not so much into soap well what about fragrance what about your beard they got beard oils and beard shampoo or or how about your hair they got hair wash they got dry shampoo and and most inventively they've got shampoo pucks it looks like a like a like a like a shoe polish tin but in it is a puck you just rub it on your wet head and you start lathering up. It is amazing. Guys, I'm not kidding. These products are just dope. And they offer free shipping for orders over 30. Look, don't take my word for it. You decide yourself. Just go to netheadsonair.com forward slash Duke and see the full bevy of products that they have available. You know, and, and if you're a bargain hunter, they got uh, four packs. You, know, you can find your signature scent. It's all right there. Netheadsonair.com forward slash Duke. We'll take you to the Duke Cannon Supply Company, and we'll show your support for NetHeads. Thank you, guys. Now, back to the program. Um, so, uh, quickly, uh, I, and I hate to beat this dead horse, uh, that being the story of Gorilla Glue Girl, it just it reminds me so much of the Simpsons episode where Lisa gets gum in her hair and everyone gives her all this advice, you know, when she went to uh, when Gorilla Glue Lady herself was going trying all these different things. And Willie gives the great advice of uh, chewing gum's got to be chewed out. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, yeah, just have somebody chew it out. Well, and, you know, my very first thought, because um, interestingly enough, if you were to make a mistake and use a permanent ink marker on a whiteboard, right? You can try a lot of solvents, it won't come off. Interestingly enough, you go over it with a dry erase marker, it comes right off. Up. Yep. I'm just saying, maybe she should spray more glue. <laughs> maybe the light chemicals will start to help emulsify it somewhat and allow it to be, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I, like, realistically speaking, I don't think she's even at the point she could shave her head. How do we get back to this, man? How do we? She she did though. She cut it. Oh yeah. See, I've there was there was an update like an hour or a couple hours ago or whatever. Like she she cut it all off, um, but she said it's still burning her head. Oh, that's which uh, I mean, take it for face. You know, if she says she's in pain, then let's believe her. No, I would believe it because if it is that strong, then those pores are probably clogged. Right. Uh, yes, you're right. Correct. Have, have you ever I'm, worn a bald cap, Trent? It, uh. I've worn a swimming cap. Yeah, there you go. Before you get in the water, that's not comfortable, is it? No, it's not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Elmer's glue would help her. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, you, I... you just got to find the right chemical that'll help soften it up. If one even... Look, the most terrifying thing that we should be taking away from this story, Gorilla Glue does not know how to undo Gorilla Glue. Well, I mean, the, the Elmer's glue is not a bad idea if you had that one kid in your class that was willing to eat it out of her hair. There you go. No, it's not gum, Trent. That does, The Willie advice won't work. Okay. Did we all have that kid that ate the glue in our class? I did. You're talking to him. 
Oh, sorry, shit. Uh, hitting close to home today, my bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just, I'm like, I saw an opportunity, I took the shot. Um, <laughs> Trent, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, because we are uh, allegedly a tech podcast. Uh, yes. And so far, we've just talked about two bits of news. And we always seem to kind of come back to TV in one way, shape, or form. I listened back to last week's talk, and yeah, it was kind of interesting, but fuck all I could care. But what I did notice, there's a certain trend that is happening. And this is one of the benefits of streaming your content that I never would have picked up on. So my wife is a regular watcher of daytime television. Let's put it that Well, sure. no, hold on. That makes it sound bad. I'm not saying she, she has her few select shows that she does watch much just like we all do. Okay. Yeah. One of them is, is a uh, known, uh, well, let's just call it a daytime drama. Okay. Cause I think they're, they're not soap operas anymore. They're not selling, uh, yeah, so they're not sponsored by tide. Exactly. Um, but, uh, today, as we mentioned, was the pre-trial coverage basically, you know, as they were doing the debates. And so she went to the recording of it. Now in, in our house, we've got one of two sources you can utilize. You can utilize Hulu. Uh, you might be able to use Philo. That's two. And the third is the fact that I do have the HD antenna now. Uh, so I do, and that's hooked up to the fire TV replay, I recast. I don't fucking know the name of it. I should. It's, it's the DVR thing that that comes from Amazon. Exactly. Look, I was expressly thrilled when getting ready for this, and I was pouring my drink. I just blurted out "Devotion Wrestling" because I remembered. Okay. Yeah. Um. But but with this, anyway, I can't remember what that's named. But so so there's one of three options. Now the interesting thing in having Hulu as one of our streaming providers is that you can also set up your shows to record. Now, here is the rub. You go to the recording on the DVR, it's all news coverage. Let's just put it that way. It's all news coverage. You're not oh, seeing your soap right. opera now. You got to hope right. it picks it up on that random 3 a.m. re-air kind of thing. Yep. Right? Uh, by the way, ZB pointing out, Ostensible Techies, great band name. I agree. Um, so uh, the interesting thing about Hulu, though, is that they receive their media from the broadcast company. So they have the live broadcast. The recording might be that. But they also, if you have the right plan, also just give you the option to watch digital media and and stored shows. And at some point in the day, once they've already aired on all their networks, so I would probably say about, let's just say sometime after 6, because that's like 2 o'clock in Hawaii, all right? So the, most, the last... Yep. The last vestal of, uh, uh, of uh, or the last vessel of American television, um, they uh, they will then upload the media. So sure enough, uh, my wife was like, "Nope, can't watch it, can't watch it." And then after six o'clock, she's like, ah, "There it is." And I'm like, "That is one of the coolest goddamn things about streaming that I've ever seen." Yes, and this is this is so spot on to two things here. Um, so when I'm watching WWE, I don't have cable. Uh, they air on uh, Fox and also on USA. Uh, the The USA show is three hours long, and it, that's it's too long. Like any show should not be three hours long. Um, and but the Hulu version always does an hour and a half, which is actually better because then you're only getting the stories that you actually care about. Blah blah blah. And that's what I do. I'll, like I'll, I'll I'll be up at night and I'll be like. I wonder if wonder if it's uploaded yet. But for them, I think they're waiting on WWE because they shoot it live, and then they have to get them a cut that is down that has been whittled down to an hour and a half um, per show or whatever. Uh, side note to that, uh, I have decided I will no longer watch uh, the WWE until uh, either one of two things happens: they have a live audience, or they stop piping in fake crowd noise. It has. I, I've only experienced that with with major sports, and that is weird. You know when you I hate when you know it's an entire crowd of like cutouts in baseball, and then you're hearing the crowd noise. And my biggest question is, are they piping that in for the players too, so they at least feel a little more normal or a little less normal? Honestly, I think, and this is just what I'm taking from the WWE, they're doing it so you can't hear them. You can't hear what's being said in the ring. Uh, you can't hear the stage direction off. Off. I think it is. It is a buffer for production to get away with with 
shortcuts because otherwise, I mean, what, what cool think of baseball, man. If everybody was bought in and they were like, okay, guys, we're going, if, if you swear and it gets aired, that's an FCC fine. This is how much it is. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And everyone was bought in. That would be a cool experience. You would, you would hear like people talking to each other and, and like, it could be a really fun, cool experience, except that'll never happen. So they have to pipe in crowd noise or whatever. No, you, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. That is probably because there, I am sure there has always been, but it's always been covered up by the noise. Like even just subtle audio cues from the wrestlers themselves on the execution of a move. That's a good safety measure, right? There, there, there are highlight reels on YouTube uh, because Triple H is the worst of calling out moves so loud that the camera does pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just highlight reels of him screaming it. So th- to, to no end, yeah, that's I think that's why they're doing it more than anything because that would, you know, force them to, like, work harder in the interim. and Or they can just pipe this in and it works. Yeah, I think you're on to something, man. I, I never, I never, I never would have thought of that. I don't know why I never would have thought of that. It seems like common sense. <laughs> uh, ZB, Zach B, Zach Byerly is asking this question, Trent. He says, any thoughts on the upcoming Paramount streaming service? Looks like they'll have a good catalog, but I wonder what will be leaving my current subscription service because of it. Um, I'll give mine, then we'll go to the sighing man in Utah. Um, Personally, I don't care if it's just CBS All Access getting rebranded and I'm getting the same shit I get out of CBS All Access, then I'm fine with it. I don't care, really. Uh, if I get my Star Trek Discovery, which, by the way, shockingly to me, has been one of the most enjoyable Star Trek shows uh, made in the last 20 years. I mean, look, actually, I shouldn't say that. I think every show has been good. I think this took the tradition while also getting the freedom of streaming online uh, out of their system. I, I could only imagine, though, if like they start rebroadcasting it, because I think as a CB, as a filler on CBS, they did that. They started re-airing season one while we were waiting for season three. And, you know, they were on a streaming service. So they, they there was adult language in Star Trek, my friend. Yeah, and at least from what I... Uh, have seen um, that the it's it's basically just going to be the next evolution of all access. It's just it's it's a name change with some more movies added in, and and that'll be about it. Let's 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 call it what really is. It's a smoother transition than DC Universe to uh, HBO oh. Max. That's what it is. Oh yeah, bless their hearts, bless their hearts. Yeah, and it's. I was talking to a friend about this uh, over the weekend too, because man, DC was bought into their their streaming service with with daily programming that was coming to the 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 streaming DC universe every single day, uh, and then you know AT and T acquisition. I'm guessing all of those jobs were pulled and no more daily content, uh, no more comic book reviews or saying what's out this week, you know, just really, really good stuff that, that helps build affinity with the brand that DC needs just yanked out from underneath them. Well, we've also been living in a world where for two years we were constantly wondering what is the future and fate of DC Comics because it always seems like we hear that they're going to stop printing them and they may just go electronic. They were, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. Uh, They're no longer distributed through diamond. Yeah, they, that they, too. That which which is thrown a big hiccup for a lot of people, and it's extremely interesting too because Diamond uh, is not parting or but also not selling their backstock of DC stuff. What they're like I holding it hostage? I don't know. It's bizarre. You can't the 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 stuff that was ordered pre uh, leaving Diamond. Uh, just as it's unavailable and all of their like back issues, just they, they say they're not there, but you can't order them th- through the new distributor either. They've just like disappeared somewhere. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. a weird, it's a weird world, but you know, it's okay, Trent, because in the future, everything's Taco Bell. So, oh. <laughs> yes. And Carl's Jr. Don't forget. No, never. I, uh, man, I, I tell you though, it is, uh, when you have some type of digital tablet, it, c- digital comics, are almost to me a more enjoyable read, especially when you put them into that that reading mode where it blows up the panels and shows things in order. 
Because invariably, yeah. if you've got a stylized comic that's doing some funky stuff spread across two pages, I'm reading something wrong, and I got to double back. Um, as and I, I agree. As long as they are they are good scans, um, and because sometimes when they when they digitally when they digitize them, um, they'll they'll touch them up, and so they'll go in and throw them. I'm assuming something like Illustrator and and revectorize them a little bit, try and clean them up a little bit. But in doing so, sometimes you lose uh, some of the unique techniques they used to do, like like uh, dual toning, uh, where they're where they're actually cutting out dual tone patterns and placing into the background stuff like that so i'm i'm totally with you as long as they are good scans yes i would completely agree quality is important can i tell you a funny uh, literature story please okay trent we've known each other for 11 years now i'm going to ask you a question i'm not going to be hurt if you get it wrong okay do you know what my favorite st- i'm going to i'm going to throw in a caveat here okay, okay. and We've even recently talked about it there. I've really disclosed it. But do you know my favorite Stephen King book? The Stand. Correct. Kudos to you. Um, oh, I don't have a bell to ring or anything, but good uh, job. Dang it. Right? Yeah. Well, but, you know, at least I didn't have to play. So that's good. Um, yes. Dang it. No. <laughs> oh, that you've got me. one. I'm like, what? What, yeah. what is this? What? Yeah. I'm looking at computers. I'm expecting something. Yeah. Stop. Look, put your soundboard on hold, sir. I'm the soundboard here. Okay. I, 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 you were going for it, and I was going for it. It just, ah, it was a cluster. It it just went all haywire. Um, I recently ran into a weird thing, though. By the way, and I I do kind of have to throw almost a caveat in there as well. Uh, the Stand is my favorite book. However, it is also, uh. It's also, um, um, interestingly enough, uh, the book that I love the first half of. I'm not so thrilled. I don't know why I love the society all dying off and the world collapsing, but then it's almost like, I don't know. I, the story isn't cohesive for me after that moment. I understand like gathering all the quote-unquote good people in one place, all the bad people in another, bad people if you want in another place, but everything else that happens after there, uh, the we should probably almost have an entire episode just to ourselves that we don't bore anyone else with, where you could probably <laughs> advise me more on the spiritual and the literal, literal or literary, I knew I'd get there, the literary uh, implications of the latter part of the book. Um, I did the first part I love. Anyway. My favorite Stephen King book, so much so that I go through copies of it. And as a matter of fact, like um, there was one point where hanging in my office was a page from one of the books that had fallen apart where Tom Cullen is saying that uh, Jesus is his shepherd, anoints his head with oil and gives him Kung Fu grip or something like that. One of my, just a favorite bit. Um, My daughter really wanted to read The Sand and I realized, oh my gosh, I've only got a digital copy of this book now. I don't own it anymore. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, I've got bookshelves here, but I'll be goddamned if they've got... I gave you two of the books I had, for gosh sakes. I don't... <laughs> you know? Uh, so that was, a, that was a shocking revelation to me. It's like, wow, so this is supposedly one of your favorite books. You don't even own like, it anymore, dude. But, but oh, man. Like, uh, Stephen King books was what made me fall in love with with like literature and reading and writing like 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 i can directly trace back to you know getting like like the first book i ever stayed up late to read was a stephen king book mm-hmm. uh, and it was hard to, to to get through because i was you know like 12 or 11 but it was like it changed me completely as a person in a, what i would hope is a good way I think Wizards and Glass would probably be my second favorite Stephen King book from the Dark Tower series. Not that anyone asked. By far the best of the uh, Dark Tower series. You've also told me time and time again that one of his best books is actually on writing. Oh, dude. Yes. See? Look, we know each other so well. It's almost like we're married. Thankfully, we're not. Um, but Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. Is- true not that there's anything wrong with it it's just i love my family and my wife and you know honestly speaking i consider you a great friend and it's okay to love your friends but just don't love your friends if you know what i mean well it would never work the distance 
Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the only thing keeping us apart, Trent. Exactly. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, that is a sure <laughs> sign for us to uh to wrap it up. All. Oh, what I was gonna say though. Now I remember what it was on the topic of the stand because I think last week I kind of mentioned how one of the things on CBS All Access is the limited run series version of that, and I gotta admit. And I can't believe I am saying this. And I I have no juice. I'm not a Josh Boone. I'm not going to be... Um, oh, uh, Zach is pointing out you could be my brother husband. Um, yeah, see? Bringing it back to Utah, my friend. Yeah. Um, if I may say that, I apologize to everyone in Utah. I was just making a joke. I apologize. Um, you know, all one of you who's on the show, so never mind. <laughs> I really think they had a missed opportunity here because the way they told the story, they kind of took the lost approach with uh, like, this is the quote unquote present. And now let's go back to when everything was falling apart. And I almost feel like they missed an opportunity here. Um, Oh, Trent, as you can see, the studio has gone red. We've already talked about the fact that the house is smart and my family is indicating we've gone too long. Time, time time to wrap it up. So let me just finish this Adrian, thought. Major Will Robinson. Right? Adrian. Exactly. It's terrifying in here now. I'm burning in the in in Hades as is all has gone red. Red alert. I Oh, I don't have the spoiler sound on here because it could have been a Anyway, um I really think they had a missed opportunity here because I think that what they should have done instead of a limited run series is they should have committed to a certain number of seasons because there is a lot of the story that got left out and a lot of the story that could have been told. And I think they really could have had like one season of books one and uh, book one, and then book two. I think is the way it's broken out. Actually, it's like three books. I think, yeah, but but three. one and part of two could have been book one, and then yep. the other parts could have been like another season. The way they were telling it, because you don't get enough backstory on it. But other than that, it's been okay. And just like the book, like the latter parts, I'm like, eh. now I'm just looking forward to what happens when Stu Redman and Tom Cullen get back together. So fingers trush. It, it's, it, it's interesting. Uh, we'll let you go, but it's, it's very interesting because that is exactly what they did with Nosferatu, uh, Stephen King's son book that was made into a television series on AMC. Uh, the book one, it, it's in two books. Uh, book one and book two, and it was season one, season two, with a cliffhanger, perhaps for new content for a season three. Oh, very nice. See? So, yeah, you know, it makes sense. But then again, I also understand maybe CBS didn't actually, they're like, we're putting all this money into this Star Trek business, so we can't exactly. really give you guys the big budget and commitment. And and it's true. One of the best things out of Star Trek Discovery season two was the, the resurgence uh, and the reinvention of Spock and Captain Pike. And now I understand they're actually getting spun off into their own series. So that'll be cool. But anyway, the lights have gone red. It means the show is dead, Trent. It's time to go. So uh, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, please remember, go to netheadsonair.com uh, to go ahead and get any links. And uh, gosh darn it, Trent, I forgot to do it, but I want to start incorporating live reads again because I love Duke, Cannon, and Company soap. So with that brief moment said, just go to netheadsonair.com forward slash Duke. Find out more about it. 30% uh, off on your first order. It's just a damn quality soap. Unfortunately, I think it's mainly targeted for men. But, you know, if you're, if you're a manly lady, you might like it too. Who knows? I don't know if you want to smell like pine. Hey, if you smell good, you feel good. Exactly. So uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, also, don't forget to check out Devotion Wrestling. Where can they find that, Trent? Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Devotion Wrestling. Very much appreciate your guys' support. Go to the Patreon if you like. Plug, plug, plug. We're out of here. Until next time, my name is Will. And I'm Trent. And we'll be back soon. Nope. Second time I've done that. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, 
only at smodcast.com. I know I shouldn't be so hard on myself because I'm basically running the entire program out of here, but man, when I hit the wrong button, it bugs the crap out of me. Uh, Will. Yeah. Will. Yeah. We, we, didn't, we didn't even mention 329. Oh, gosh. The title. Well, it's yeah. here in a stinger. Folks, this is the 329th episode of NetHeads on the 329th day of lockdown, quite literally. Give yourself a round of applause. We have made it. You have done it. You have... Tomorrow, COVID's gone, everybody. We have hit numerical symmetry. So exciting. <laughs>